This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. You're going into this season really un, un, undecided at the quarterback position, or at the very least, un, uh, I, I, I can't think of the word I want to say. But, you know, obviously quarterback is your biggest question mark anywhere on your on your team. If, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're John Lynch, but we say Kyle Shanahan because let's, let's be honest, he's, he's kind of the, he's the trigger man, the if you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you lost the Super Bowl in 2019. You lost the NFC Championship game in 2021. And you lost the NFC Championship game in 2022. Do you you lean into your frustration and you go, listen, I don't know what I have in Trey. I don't know really what I have in Brock. I think I know, but I I don't know because he's coming off an injury. And hell, you could get in the first part of May, the first part of March. And and he needs Tommy John, at which point he's gone for the season anyway. Do you just say, listen, I need to insulate this guy as much as possible. And I've done a pretty decent job of that right now. We've got Christian McCaffrey. We've got Debo Samuel. We've got Brandon Ayuk. We've got George Kittle. We've got Juwan Jennings. We've got Trent Williams, right? I'm not saying that you haven't. That offense is largely returning outside of center uh, and right tackle. Right tackle. But do you go, listen, I'm going all in, right? I think that if I can do X, Y, and Z, then it doesn't even really matter what Trey Lance does because we're going to be able to score enough with the skill position players that we have and, and the scheme that I have. Or do you, because in order to do that, right, in order to go all in and free agency, if you will, right, which is, you know, either re-sign McGlinchey or upgrade with Juwan Taylor, whether you think Taylor's an upgrade or not. He's an upgrade in pass protection. He's not an upgrade in 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 run blocking, which is why Thank you for I, saying I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Thank that. you for saying that, Brian. I'm yeah. tired of hearing that about Taylor. Thank you for saying that, please. Yeah, Thank he's, you so yeah he's nowhere near the run blocker that Mike McGlinchey is, mm-hmm. which is why I think, you know, if, if they go that route, I think they just bring McGlinchey back. Um, but... It just if you go all in like that, you're you're restructuring Williams, you're restructuring Kittle, you're restructuring Armstead, you're restructuring Warner, you're restructuring CMC, which you're going to do anyway because he has no guaranteed money left. Mm-hmm. You're kicking the can down the road, but yeah. 
you're you're doing so saying I'm tired of losing in the NFC Championship game. I'm tired of losing in the Super Bowl. Do you think that if they go all in in free agency, a what are some moves that you think would be all in moves? And then B, do you think there are moves to be made that essentially make them the class of the NFC, regardless of what Trey does at the quarterback position and regardless of whether Brock Purdy, you know, recovers fully from this, this season or not? It's such an interesting conversation in terms of roster building and the way that people want to, well, you lost the right tackle. Well, let's just sign a right tackle. I'm so glad you brought up Jawan Taylor because (laughs) Um, it's just something that's been thrown out there because he's a bit younger and clearly a bit of an upgrade in pass protection, a complete downgrade in what this team is going to have to do Mm -hmm. while they figure out the quarterback position, which is run the ball. Okay. I do think Mike McGlinchey walks. I do think Jimmy Ward walks. I do think that the best way for your team, and I know you don't want to hear this 49ers fans, (laughs) <laughs> You're fine on the offensive side of the ball. You're fine. Agreed. Nick Sakel is going to probably step in for center. Jake Brendel, thank you for your service. You did an amazing job. You're going to get a bag somewhere else. You know someone's going to pay you in a Shanahan offense for you to join? Cool. Colton McKivitz, while I'm not necessarily sure that's an upgrade over Mike McGlinchey, you still have your ace in the hole, which is I think is something that is imperative for the 49ers to do, which is bring back Daniel Brunskill. Because no matter what, if Daniel Brunskill is there, if Nick Sakel fails, if the right tackle, Colton McKivitz fails, you have your utility offensive lineman. Yeah, you have your you like how many teams have an offensive lineman that can play every single position at a moment's notice that is brought in and do it admirably for the price point. I don't think there's any other team that has that. And that's what Daniel Brunskill is. Okay. So Trey, Trey, Trey Lance, we'll see, right? But you have Christian McCaffrey. You'll have Elijah Mitchell for all intents and purposes. You'll have TDP. You'll be able to run the ball as much as you want. I don't care about the offense at this point. You know how you insulate Trey Lance and whoever it is? You make a splash on the defensive line. And I know you don't want to hear this, 49ers fans. It's either Deron Payne, who's probably going to be franchise tagged by Washington. You know, I'm not even really, like, looking for him. Javon Hargrave is who you need to get a defensive tackle and bring him in because if you notice down the stretch, if you notice at the end of of the divisional game and championship game, you're not getting anything aside from Eric Armstead from that position, right? And Nick Bosa gave everything that he could. The poor guy got cleated while he was sitting on the sideline and literally was trying to do the best he could. So you bring in Hargrave. You get someone who can bring some pressure up the middle that can alleviate some of that with Nick Bosa. You hope Drake Jackson can take that step. And if not, I love Zach Allen at defensive end. If you can find a way to bring in Emmanuel Mosley back for a year, prove it deal while he gets back from his from his ACL, great. Diamondola Lenore can kick inside. Who Diamondola Lenore, he made strides. Complete mm-hmm. strides in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he was, he was clamps. Like that, no one threw at him anything like that. You get to Sean Gibson back for a marginal raise, right? Like he made a million something dollars. He got you five interceptions in one year. Um, one more year, get it back. Steve Wilkes is the defensive back guy. You know how you insulate this team. There's nothing that you need to do on offense at this point. 
It's all within the trenches and fortifying this defense, which should be even better, I think, than it was last year. If you are willing to account for the possible step back in offense that you may take while you're trying to figure out this quarterback position and also sign Bobby Trees and let him be a, a good run blocker, by the way, since he just got uh, he just got he, he just got released. Also, I'm I'm big on the Bobby Trees uh, wagon. Great run blocker, knows the system, worked well with McVay, is somebody who can definitely help. Um, I love Juwan Jennings. You know, he's a great run he, blocker as well, too. Yeah. I say he's I, an upgrade I, I, at receiver yes. over yes. Juwan, for sure. Yes. Right. Run blocking, probably the same. Bobby Tree's better route runner at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, the offense doesn't necessarily need to be touched at this point. I think if you really want to insulate whatever quarterback's going to be here. Also, you have to sign a vet. So Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, come on down. Like we're, you know, we're waiting for you to, to Ryan. not only take the reps, but you gotta, you gotta go back to defense and you've gotta go back to the trenches. You also have to get like a defensive tackle who can be consistently tough. And unfortunately, just Javon Kinlaw has been too injured to show that. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, and that's, and that's the real, I mean... You pay money in free agency when you make mistakes in the draft, right? That that tends to be the the pattern, and that is that is what they're going to have to do here. They're going to have to spend on a D tackle because of the mistake they made in Kinlaw. And I'm not saying that that the mistake was that they drafted him. Like as a person, I, that's not what I'm saying. But when you draft a when you draft a defensive tackle that high that already had uh, knee issues, like that seems to be a red flag to me. And so. Yeah, it feels like it, it feels like you make that mistake, and so you you pay for it in free agency. They need someone opposite uh, Nick Bosa, and and like you said, you hope that's Drake Jackson. But there are a, there are a handful of names out there that I think you could bring in. You said Zach Allen. I really like Marcus Davenport. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he'll be more expensive than Allen, but man, uh, just I what I imagine with Marcus Davenport is sliding inside on. Uh, on passing obvious passing downs. And now you have the twin towers in Davenport and, and Armstead rushing from the middle to just collapse that pocket with arms up. Right. And, and then just funnel, you know, funnel the quarterback out. And then you've also got Kalia Davis, who is, uh, we don't really know what we have in him, but he's a DJ Jones clone in terms of his, uh, size and, and, and his That's game it. and his, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's trenches. And then, the other, I, I still think, I still think I, Von Bell or Jesse Bates are going to be available. The, the Bengals aren't signing both of them and both of them are free agents. I think either one of them would be an upgrade and you're right. So Sean Gibson was incredible this year, but he's also 32 and he, he wasn't even talking like he knew if he was going to come back or not. So that that's a little scary to me. We don't have a free safety under contract, right? Uh, Ward is a free agent. Tarveris Moore is a free agent and Gibson is a free agent. You have Quantrez Knight, who I know that they're high on, but again, that's an unknown. But I agree with you. I think I think the way that you insulate yourself is by maintaining 
a kick-ass defense, right? So that if there are games where Trey and the offense struggles, which again, unless Trey is just, I don't know, just God awful, right? You're gonna be good. You're gonna score points. That the the talent on this offense is undeniable, right? There aren't very many offenses in the NFL more talented than the, than the 49ers as they are currently constituted. And so, is there is there a move to be made to upgrade the offense? I like your idea of of Robert Woods is who Jason means by Bobby Trees. Yeah, uh, I was Robert hoping Woods. that people got the Bobby <laughs> Trees thing. I mean, former my, my co-host yeah. Andrew Pasquini didn't yes. understand who I was talking about, and I, I I have to say I'm just a bit disappointed in my guy, man. Just that uh, that is that's tough luck for for <laughs> for Andrew. Um, but but yeah, and so again, it's the trenches, right? You, you need someone opposite Bosa. You need someone inside next to Armstead. And then I, I, it's the back end, and and another another name that's out there, and and I don't know how much they would they would want to invest if they want to invest this kind of money for the two starting cornerbacks, but Jamel Dean uh, from Tampa Bay will oh yeah will be a free agent whether or not he gets franchised, I have no idea, and that's that's part of the the hard part of the conversation is franchise window is open now and it goes until right before uh, free agency, and so a lot of these a lot of these conversations. We can have them, but then all of a Our sudden, move. yeah. Then, then like you said, Deron Payne gets franchised, and you're like, "Well, damn it!" Like, damn it! Now that goes that that goes out the window. So it just it it feels like I don't want to underestimate Kyle Shanahan's frustration when it comes to how they approach free agency because I know that he's frustrated. I know that he's frustrated mm-hmm. that it's been, you know, Cinderella after Cinderella after Cinderella, and eventually he's going to be like, "Screw this!" Like, I'm. Um, I'm not, you know, is there, is there a, is there a 94 off season, right? Like the off season the 49ers had prior to that 94 season where they brought in Deion Sanders, they created what amounts to a super team and then just absolutely steamrolled the the league and then steamrolled the chargers and, and brought number five home. Like, is there, is there an avenue for them to be able to do that? And I think that there is now, whether they will or not, that's the, that's the question I don't know the answer to, but that's where I'm like, Maybe his frustration is like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do that. Right. Like we're going to have like, like you said, an even better defense. My worry is Steve Wilkes, right? He's only been a defensive play caller for two seasons total. Um, but as a leader of men, you know, yeah. unmatched. Right. And so my question is, is the 49ers defensive coordinators under Kyle Shanahan have all by all, all, both of them have been incredible mm-hmm. leaders of men, right? Robert Sala mm-hmm. is a leader of men. And Nico is a leader to, of men. To, to be fair, Brian, both of those guys became defensive play callers during that time with Shanahan. Sure. Well, yeah, they were first time play so, callers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I understand the I understand the hesitance with Wilkes, you know, but at the same time, Sala and Ryan's were both thrust into that and they were ready to go. So and and I'm hard pressed to think that a that a defense as talented as the 49ers, regardless of the play caller, you know that's the thing is I, I, defensive play callers are at uh, for the most part at the mercy of of their personnel, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know you look at Wilkes and and that defense that he had in Carolina the season before he became head coach of Arizona, a lot of talent on there, right? And and they were a good defense. And then his defense in Arizona when he was head coach, not a lot of talent not a great defense. And then in Cleveland, and that was Freddie Kitch. That was the Freddie kitchens season. Right. And that was 
not a lot of talent. So it's hard, hard to know. Right. But I just, it, it feels like it, it feels like the, the quarterback question mark is just such a, a, a millstone around this franchise's neck, right? Like they cannot get out of their own way. And I don't know if they, if they, if that reason alone keeps them from being aggressive or if that is a reason that they are aggressive, right? Like, are we going to be aggressive because we're afraid that our quarterback isn't good enough? Or are we going to be aggressive and say, regardless of how our quarterback plays, we're going to be good because we run this scheme and we have this talent on defense. And I think that's really where they're at. And so I, I think there's a more than likely there's like an in-between, right? Like, I don't know that they restructure Trent because he's already used the R word. Not that he brought it up, but people have, right? He's talked about right. retirement. And if you right. restructure him, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're creating dead cap hits mm. down the road, right? Armstead, I'm hard pressed to think they're going to spend that kind of money on Armstead this season. I think they will restructure him. Kittle, do you restructure Kittle knowing that, you know, he, I mean, he, he was, he only has two or three more seasons of right playing that physical of, of, yeah, of productivity. Right. And so are you going to, again, restructure him? I think you restructure Warner because I think that's a no brainer. And then CMC, mm-hmm. you get, you get space with that as well. So I think there are levers to pull. I don't know that they'll pull all of them, but I think mm-hmm. they will pull some of them. And, and I think we'll be surprised at who they bring in. I think the trend thing is more than likely what's going to happen. I think when you look at the instant $16 million that you can save, and Trent's already uh, vocalized the fact that he will be back for at least two more years. You have to also think if Trent gets his Super Bowl ring, he'll do the 49ers some favors when it comes down the line. Sure. Um, I do think that the other ones are a little bit tougher than that because guys have to look out for themselves, right? Like George Kittle has to, you know, as much as he loves his team, look out for yourself always. And sure. and every player sure. should, you know, at this point. Um, but I do think Trent is the most likely right off the bat, especially because when you think of the $16 million that, that opens up, now you're talking about like Jesse Bates, whatever it is that you want, you know, in terms of those things. But I just think the 49ers have this like formula, right? of replacing players. I've got a guy who I can step in for you. And Lincoln Tomlinson was somebody who we all wanted back. Well, Aaron Banks is ready to step in. Cool. You know, and he was fine. And then Jake Brendel is the guy who steps in. He was fine. I mean, he had three career starts before he started 20 straight games for the 49ers and allowed one sack over 20 straight games. I think that was a calculated risk. Um, You look at right guard. And, well, Spencer Burford's in there now at this point. And then I think the same kind of thing with Mike McGlinchey is, well, we'd like to have you back at a price point. But if not, we are prepared for Cole McKibbins. And then the same thing I think that they can kind of do is they were prepared for Jimmy Ward to walk. They used him in the way that they did. So now if you can coax Tashawn Gibson out of retiring, which, by the way, he's only one year older than Jimmy Ward, which I don't know why people make it seem like Tashawn Gibson is just like, 38 year old guy <laughs> right. who's like running it back like lethal weapon style you bring him back and then you can draft the guy that you can mm-hmm. you know get ready for his replacement Hufunga is still 23 I mean for God's sakes uh you know Mooney signed and then you've got Emmanuel Mosley if you bring him back he's still young and if not Diamandola Lenore is showing you that he can be adequate outside I just think that there's and a Sammy lot Womack of ways inside right exactly so you know and and Womack didn't necessarily lose the job because he was playing poorly it's just because 
Lenore had exceeded what he was doing. And, and again, if you're showing it in practice, then go for it. And I don't think yeah. they made a wrong decision when it comes to all of those things. So um, I do think there is a bit of trust in the process when it mm -hmm. comes to how they're going to build this roster and understanding that, yeah, you know what? Regardless of the cap, cap ramifications down the line, regardless of where you will be down the line, win a bowl, win one, win yeah. one, and then we'll figure it out after that. And we'll and and you got to figure it out after that. I mean, would you rather be the team that is in a good cap space later on down the line? But Trent Williams is retired. George Kittle isn't nearly as productive as he is. Uh, Fred Warner is on the like the, the downside of his career. And you didn't win anything, but you did everything the right way with the cap? Or do you go all in and you try to win one and then figure all that stuff out in the end? I'm in the latter, man. Just win For one sure. and we'll figure sure. all that stuff out. I hope that that's their mindset. And I would think that when you listen to Kyle Shanahan speak in the press conference after um, after the season, he's not, he's not happy. And he shouldn't be happy. I mean, again, yeah. the 49ers are left with, if this happens, if this happens, if this happens, you know what? Take all that out. Try to figure out a way to get it done. This league is full of parity. What you should not rely on is the fact that you think you're going to wake up and be in the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl conversation every single year. Two reasons why you won't. One, a lot of luck, injury luck, all those things have to do with it, as you saw in 2020. And two, the league catches up with you fast. Think about the teams that are going to make moves that – haven't been in this in in this conversation all of a sudden, right? The Philadelphia Eagles made the playoffs the year before. They're in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. You know, you have to think about there's teams that are always going to make moves. So the 49ers can't rest on their laurels knowing we have elite pieces here and there and there. You've got to go, go get it, go get it. And, yep. and when you do that, after that, we'll figure out the rest.